let's start and end there. So that's the excuse for that happening. Uh, Susanna's down at Baker and Spice. You've got a manifesto up on the wall explaining why uh, the uh, you should be more environmentally aware when you're buying your food. And of course, we have in the studio our food panel as well. We've got Chef Samir, who's the chef down at Janoon Shangri-La Hotel on the Sheikh Zayed Road. And of course, Sohan uh, D'Souza is a food blogger and scientist. And foodie and local actor Jamal Hassan is in the co-host chair as well. It's a pleasure to have you gentlemen with me today. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, and of course, now we have wonderful bowls of, uh, of food in front of us. Uh, and this dish, uh, Chef uh, Samir, is actually from the, um, the iftar menu. From the iftar menu. Tell us what we've got. This is uh, eggplant chart, mm-hmm. which uh, which has uh, thin slices of eggplant, which has been fried in a pakora batter. Mm-hmm. A pakora is a fritter, where we make our own batter with uh, uh, chickpea flour, rice flour, and cornstarch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, then it has uh, once it is uh, fried, we toss it with chaat masala, which mm-hmm. is a spi- spice mix, which is tangy and spicy. After uh, this, uh, this has a little connotation to a Bengali dish called begun bhaja. Mm. I believe uh, Jamal Jamal would be knowing it. Mm. Do you know this, this dish well, Jamal? Mm. No, his mouth is full. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on. Yeah. <laughs> then I then I sprinkle it with the raita. Mm-hmm. With raita is a yogurt sauce, which mm-hmm. is uh, pre-sweetened with the cumin mm-hmm. and uh, tamarind chutney. It's absolutely delicious. And it's it's actually quite a beautiful dish as well. Um, you sent in a picture before you came on the show, and obviously I, c- I can see it now in front of me. It, I hope this is a complimentary description of it. It almost looks like kind of autumn leaves kind of like sort of stacked up yes it, it, it just looks gorgeous and the way it's served here as well um there's there's some uh there's some leaves in here as well some elements of, of um coriander yes in there and it just looks absolutely gorgeous kind of stacked up very very beautifully well you eat with your eyes first mm. and it does look like a michelin a, di- a dish worthy of, of a michelin starred restaurant Genoa, as yes. well absolutely no it's absolutely gorgeous uh, sohan what do you think uh, I think it's amazing. I mean, chaat is generally my m- one of my favorite things about mm. Indian cuisine. It's like, it's light, it's quick, and it's um, you have that that f- explosion of flavors. You know, from all different uh, sweet and tangy and spicy that just kind of merge in your mouth yeah. and just result in an explosion of, of tastes. So, and this one in particular is um, I like the chaat masala. I think it's I think it's um, you know it really go- brings the whole thing together very well. And of course, the 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 yogurt and the and the tamarind sauce just makes it, uh, you know, it kind of gives that yeah. gives that added um, bang to it. You know? I was going to exactly say the same thing. It's the 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 yo- I mean, the eggplant is gorgeous. The 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 yogurt and the tamarind sauce, the combination, because they're just sort of um, sprinkled over over the different layers here as well. You get that little. You do just get a little kick uh, in, in your you mouth do. just you just afterwards. It, um, really, really good. Is this a popular dish? It's a very, very popular mm. dish. Goes on almost every table. Mm-hmm. Now, this, uh, I mean, I'm thinking, uh, okay, so this is going to be on the iftar menu. It is on the iftar menu. Okay. And I, when I think iftar, I kind of think buffet. Now, this doesn't seem like a buffet a buffet item is it is it is it on a buffet is it or is it how are you doing it when you do the iftar uh, we are going to do iftar menu in our own little way mm. like this is not going to be a buffet mm-hmm. but uh, when you go when you are coming for iftar uh, you will be first uh, immediately kept on the table would be a first course which will have a dates buttermilk a sharbat which mm-hmm. is not a sorbet mm-hmm. and a compressed melon chart okay then uh, well, when you are uh, breaking your fast with that then uh, your immediately second course will come, which uh, will definitely start with eggplant chaat. Mm-hmm. And it will have uh, your vegetable pakora and sweet potato bonda. Mm. 
Bond- Bondi is another another uh, another fritter in which your uh, stuffing is is uh, cooked and then mashed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then reshaped. So you got you you caught me out here, um, Jamal. Please help me because I'm I've got this is so delicious. I'm just munching away. So yeah, uh, chef. One of the one of the things that I noticed about this food and 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 I like Sohan. I I love chaat, which is. Uh, is is it appears really simple you slice up uh, some eggplant and you fry it in a batter and you put some yogurt and you put some some tamarind but as i as i taste each individual component what's amazing is that even a dollop of that yogurt uh, sauce that you put on it has at least five or six spices mm. that are sort of bursting out uh, would you like to to maybe talk to our listeners a little more about how you can take these simple sauces and and elevate them uh, maybe you know something something like this yogurt for example well i um, i'm a big fan of leonardo da vinci's uh, word with uh, compli- simplicity is the best compliment uh, the raita which uh, which you have just t- tasted has yogurt in it it has sugar and roasted cumin nothing else uh, very very uh, there is no salt in that because it takes its salt from the chaat masala which has been sprinkled on the uh, chips uh, directly mm. then the tamarind chutney which goes on it has is also very very simple because it has tamarind it has jaggery it has sugar and it has degi mirch degi mirch is a spice uh, is a is a type of chili uh, chili powder available in the market easily mm. and what's a good oil to use for for fritters for for whether it's a bonda or whether it's a pakora what's would you have like a preference for oil that 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 really elevates the taste Uh, the oil doesn't stick to this uh, dish uh, much because of the batter what we make otherwise uh, you can use any normal uh, uh, refined oil yeah i mean that, that's a, that's a key thing isn't it because we don't want um f- oily food these days do we It's, it needs to be uh, nice and crisp and, and dry we need to you know have a minimum amount of oil as possible yes the minimum amount of mm. oil as, as as less as possible uh, for you to intake which uh, which would be another key factor uh, uh, during fasting also because your body is going to get weaker mm. as you as you progress into the fast and then uh, if your body is going to work much harder to break the oils and all the fat mm. into your uh, into into carbohydrate than to glucose than to energy then uh, you are your body will get tired it start you'll start showing the signs of wear and wear and tear faster mm. i mean it's it's so fascinating to see you firstly prepare this dish and then obviously uh, serve it and, and taste it the the presentation is gorgeous like i said it does look like it's come from a, a you know a, a restaurant that's earned a, Mich- a michelin star as as janoon has done for the last uh, four years, four years um, in, a row. in the us Cause we can't get michelin stars in dubai right now can we i, d- I think we're not as we're not part of the guide they don't come and um they no, don't they don't no I, I, they, I, they don't maybe they should I do you know what I think that they would absolutely find um play something like a thousand new restaurants opened last year in in the in the UAE as a whole you know and that there are just so many uh, wonderful restaurants out here and it's fascinating just to see um Th- this particular type of food prepared in in this way so it's uh, it's really really good if that's an indication of what the rest of the menu is like then it's uh, we've got some uh, more treats to come jamal we've got to give uh, the fourth clue in our Guess the ingredient. What's clue number 4? All right, so today's mystery ingredient has a sibling. Mm. The sibling is nutmeg. So sorry for all of you that oh, that mentioned dear. nutmeg. Yes. As uh, no, nutmeg is very close uh, to this <coughs> particular spice. Mm. Uh, uh nutmeg is the oval shaped pit of this of this fruit. Right. But this particular spice is the red lace like web that surrounds this pit. so it's mm-hmm. it's like a covering and the taste is 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 quite different uh, uh from nutmeg so it's it's spicier it's got a little bit of a kick towards mm-hmm. it it's not paprika 
Um, Mohammed said coconut. No. Um, wait, don't, don't laugh. Mohammed's having a go. Uh, Omar said uh, cinnamon. And uh, Mona said cardamom. R- uh, Rashid said sumac as well. Uh, Lisa said allspice. And uh, uh, Ash, uh, Ashutosh says baking soda. No, no, it's no, not, no, not baking, no, baking no, soda. Big no. We do not use baking soda. But no. you forgot the uh, clue number two. It is uh, red and waxy. I was about to say tomatoes. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Chef Samir prepares our next dish, welcome back to Dubai Today. It is the Thursday brunch. Ray Addison standing in for Suzanne Radford. Uh, we just tried a wonderful uh, eggplant dish, worthy, uh, very, very worthy of a Michelin-starred restaurant. And a first here on the Dubai Today when I've been hosting, I've just been given uh, a proper um, a proper nap was it napkin Jamal yes it's it's a Michelin star studio that we are in now <laughs> yeah, absolutely exactly. and I've got um, I've got uh, gold forks no I haven't I think it looks gold Spoons. a gold spoon so and uh, things are definitely on the up is basically what I'm, <laughs> what I'm yeah I mean, now say. I can say I was I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth <laughs> Or at least on the table. Chef uh, Samir is just uh, preparing a few a few dishes for us over there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when we, you are a food blogger. Um, you 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 like to tr- sort of travel to destinations, not just to kind of experience the destination, the country, but you are very very keen on kind of experiencing the food, and then you bring it back, don't you? And you and you cook that those particular dishes and you recreate some of those things that you've found T- tell us what what sort of um, drives you on and where are you thinking about heading next um i think a place that well first what drives me on i think um i i, I like a lot of cuisines from around the world i mm. like trying new cuisines so um whenever i travel as well i try and i try and take uh, cooking courses nowadays a lot of people oh, really especially in southeast asia and east asia like uh, in in uh, Yangshuo in China, mm. which is in southern China, it's a beautiful place. By the way, they have these karst hills and everything, and mm. they have a uh, regional cuisine there. You know, they have different. Um, they have a particular way of cooking fish and, and making dumplings and stuff like that. So I took a cooking lesson, an afternoon cooking lesson there. Uh, when I recently went to Cambodia, mm. I took a cooking lesson there as well, an afternoon yeah. cooking lesson. Um, and yeah, I do bring them back. In fact, uh, apart from history and um, cultures I've encountered, um, one of the main inspirations of, for, for me choosing certain cuisines to, to do for my themed meals is places I've been. Yeah. Uh, my last one, for example, was a, a combined Japanese-Korean meal mm-hmm. and a uh, six-dish, you know, alternating between Japanese and Korean dishes. And that was chosen because in 2013, I went to Japan and Korea in, mm. in one trip. So that's why I did this meal, for example. And um, Do you find that you're um, often, say, the only tourist that's doing the cooking classes are you normally is is it normally that residents that are, that are on these classes as well uh not seen residents but mm. a lot of tourists do do these cooking oh, do classes. okay so this, this is a thing that i wasn't aware of because i mean i love i love cooking and i love travel it, that does sound like the perfect thing for for somebody to do travel to a foreign country and you just take in so much and learn so much about the country that you're visiting mm. by trying the, the the food jamal don't you absolutely i mean i feel like uh i'm, I'm back in a in a mickey mouse cartoon series and <laughs> don't and, say that jamal. I'm, I'm 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 pluto and i'm actually floating <laughs> through the smells <laughs> towards the food and the, the studio feels feels wonderful but interestingly uh, uh, I, I love I love uh, uh, I, I don't cook uh, a lot uh, mm-hmm. for people as Sohan does but but I do do like going to new places and, and cooking and 
what's really interesting is you discover how dishes have traveled mm. through history across continents uh, for example i grew up uh, in calcutta breaking my iftar with something that my mom would call uh, you know uh, she would call it uh, a karanji mm-hmm. uh, and it used to be sweet uh, but when i moved uh, uh, out outside of india i realized that it's just an empanada that's sweet and not savory mm. uh, in india we believe we own the samosa <laughs> but you come here and you realize it's the sambusak mm. uh, so and and every part of the world it's it's so similar uh, bombay calls potato batata while the rest of the country calls it aloo mm. uh, wonder where that came from yeah <laughs> no i mean that, that is one of the things that you find i mean um I think fried uh, fried dough, for example, yeah. you have it in different forms in the world. In the chi- in China, it's you know these. In China, it's like a yo tiao. They have the the fried dough sticks. Yeah. And in the West, they have doughnuts. In the in in India, you have puris. Uh, so yeah, they, it's like you know you'll find a lot of commonalities when you explore different cuisines. No, absolutely. That way, I, I think what one of the things that we find in in the UK, just sort of talking about Indian food, was we have um, I, I'm I'm led to believe our own very particular kind of version of indian food that's been essentially i don't know who created it but it's been essentially kind of given for us so we you know we want it to we wanted it the, to be extra red so we, the, you know it's got loads and loads of <laughs> food dyes in it and it's served you know maybe um off the bone rather than on the bone some of the dishes as well and then you come here or you travel to india you know <laughs> and you actually see the real food as it was intended to be prepared and you you get a shock but, but the, the, the traditional version of the food all the traditional versions of the food that i've tried here in the uae um just far outweigh the this reversion <laughs> my father went to china and he went to a restaurant and he ordered for chicken manchurian mm. and he <laughs> said there is no such thing as chicken manchurian <laughs> <laughs> and then we realized that that was an indianized version of cooking chinese food <laughs> same goes for chili chicken yeah, yeah. Uh, samir you um we we heard you uh, moving around the studio there you were just preparing uh, the second dish here and um we heard the plates go down so just describe what you've put in front of us here Uh, these are this is called a goat biryani mm. which has a goat shoulder and basmati rice and Basma- this this is the second uh, recipe sorry to interrupt you chef this is the second recipe that's available on our website Ipsum. it's going to be on our facebook page as well dubai i1038.com um also just to let you know that the we've got two recipes up the mystery ingredient is in one of these uh recipes so if you want a little bit of a clue go online and check it out and, and it is not tomato <laughs> no it's not tomato <laughs> sorry chef carry on tell us what we've got here yes so this is called uh, goat biryani mm. uh, which is uh, which has a goat shoulder ba- basmati rice mm-hmm. and it has loads of spices in it uh, you want me to jive on yeah just tell it us what tell us what's in the dish it has uh, a bay leaf green cardamom clove black cardamom mm. a mace sliced red onions Uh, kashmiri chili coriander powder cumin powder garam masala it has clove in it it has rose water in it it mm. has kevda water which is a screw pine mm-hmm. uh, it has cream in it uh, jamal when you say kerala water kevda kevda okay what's that sorry you got to say that first kevda kevda yeah oh did i yeah, okay. get it okay So I don't know what that is chef. Uh, it is it is a it is a plant called screw pine. Okay. Uh, uh, you, it's an extract of the flower. Okay. Very very fragrant. And is it used it's a common it ingredient. Used, oh, it's okay. uh, used as a common ingredient in the biryani. One of the things I'm 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 noticing here from you know obviously I've eaten a few biryanis. I'm noticing that that you've got the okay so we've got the mutton here traditional traditional mutton. mutton and then I've got um what I would describe as a dumpling. Exactly. A kofta mutton kofta also. Yeah. This is our own addition uh, from Janoon. It, mm. has, it has mutton kofta also and it has pieces of mutton which is uh, a goat shoulder mm. 
And what's the reason? Sorry. What is the reasoning behind the putting that in? The putting that in uh, is to that uh, add uh, add a very very soft piece mm. of uh, meat in it, al- along with that uh, a piece of uh, meat which is already there. Yeah. But the mutton kofta adds adds a character to the dish which is very 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 specific to Junoon. Like and like like a biryani you are having in Junoon, mm-hmm. uh, you will not be finding it somewhere else. And you've, it's it's all off the bone, isn't it? Obviously, obviously the kofta's off the bone, but the mutton's off the bone. Yes. Or is it just that? Okay. What? Because a lot of traditional biryanis would it have would it be on the bone many many biryanis are on the bone yeah. oh, what we do over here that uh, since the it has kofta in it and it has off the bone pieces we mm. cook the rice in the mutton stock which has the which which has been done by the, with the bone Mm-mm-mm. okay i mean it's it's absolutely gorgeous it's quite it's quite spicy it's it, you know it's i mean i wouldn't uh, well i would call it quite spicy yes. jamal i don't know if you if you would think it was a particularly spicy dish it's 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 an amazingly well spiced dish mm. it's an amazingly well spiced dish as i would I, w- i would say and what's really interesting is 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 how tender the the meat is mm. and uh, is there is there a specific reason that you get it so tender do you cook it for a long long period of time it is cooked on a on at a very slow temperature for a long time period uh, so that the, all the fat within the within the meat get mm. melt melts away and the, your uh, collagen is becoming becoming fat and fat is melting away mm. uh, collagen is a protein which binds the fat yes yes yeah i wish something which bind like the, which bind the meat together all the fibers are bound, bonded together we we are cooking it very very slow temperature for mm. a long time period it get get cooked for 4 to 6 hours the lamb before it uh, goes into biryani it does come away quite easily with the fork i wouldn't say it's the same as say um a lamb shank for example you know that comes away from the from the bone very very easily if cooked enough but it it is a, a remarkably tender as jamal said so you're rendering the fat out uh, you're almost sui the the food you're slow cooking it Why doesn't Dubai get Michelin stars of its own? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> all the techniques are right there. Well, if they come to Dubai, they'll f- they'll have an easy pick immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, let's go back to the, this whole issue of the of the Michelin stars. You know, Janoon restaurant in the United States, uh, four years of 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 gaining um, and retaining its Michelin star over there. And of course, when you when a when a brand like that, uh, such a well respected brand, an award winning brand. decides to um branch out and open its second ever branch i mean obviously people that live in dubai can see the reasons why why dubai would be a great place but it's quite a compliment to to the uae that jinin cho- you know chose to open up here second one here second one exactly yeah but but obviously i mean you you could go anywhere in the world couldn't you you know it could have been paris it could have been london it could have been what wherever. better place than dubai with the expo coming in and uh, yeah was i mean was that some of the reasoning b- behind it? B- you know the uh, the 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 growth of the of the country of the growth of the city the expo that's coming up as well i mean it's it is in terms of cu- a culinary scene it really is just burgeoning isn't it jamal it's fantastic i mean if you you call new york the big apple but when you're sitting in a restaurant in new york uh, uh pretty much 60% of the people in that restaurant are americans mm. whether they may be americans that have come from different parts of of the world but you go to any cafe or any restaurant in dubai it's it's pretty much the exact opposite i would say that there would be a 10 to 12 nationalities eating at any point of time mm. everywhere and it's so much of the world that comes here and a culinary cauldron literally it, it is a culinary cauldron and and it's it's wonderful to actually get to try so many of these uh, these dishes uh, that you probably have never heard of and then you discover that they've got something in common from where you came from and i know that one of the factors for for janoon opening um here in the shangri-la hotel was the fact that janoon in the us had a number of of um 
Middle Eastern customers who would travel over to the States. They end up uh, going to to the restaurant there and they come back and say, you know, you guys need to um, open, open, up, a open up a branch in Dubai. And what what restaurateur would not listen to his customers, uh, <laughs> Samir, of course? Positively, positively. Absolutely. Moving into the last 25 minutes or so of the Thursday brunch, and look at that flawless, no extra music playing in the background, <laughs> just, <Yeah>. forks, <laughs> just forks crashing on the floor, because we're uh, still tucking into our goat biryani here. We have uh, very uh, talented chef Samir from Janoon at the Shangri-La Hotel on Sheikh Zayed Road. Uh, they've got a wonderful uh, iftar uh, coming up, very special iftar. And uh, a Tali lunch as well. It's called the Taste of India uh, Tali lunch. And um, just looking through um, some of the information here about um, the dishes that you've got involved in the Tali. You've got home style uh, fish curry. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this badly. Murg Daniwal. Murg Daniwal. Okay. Kolapuri Gosh. Kolapuri Gosh. Very good. Did I do that again? Yeah, you're yes. you. Awesome. Oh, well, I did one thing good today. That's good. Uh, Suki Abi. Ah, please, Suki Arbi. Okay, sorry, Arbi. Arbi, this is strong. Arbi, it comes from Arabia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this. This is this is something I've not heard of. Um, Brussels matan, and that's Brussels sprouts. Yes. Uh, with spring spring onion or spring onion. Spring onion. Spring onion. Uh, green chili and uh, turmeric. Green peas. Uh, I thought that the British were the only people <laughs> that forced themselves to eat uh, Brussels sprouts, but no. No, we are, we are not forcing anybody <laughs> to eat it, but of again, course, please no. do try it. It's wonderful. No, I mean, you know, look, Brussels, as I was, I was served as a Rich child, iron. was just boiled and boiled and boiled, and they're either too hard or too soft. Um, but th- there are some really inventive, uh, nice ways of, of cooking Brussels sprouts. I've, I've done them with um, lemon juice in a, in a, in a, on the top of the stove, um, and you know, with chicken and things like that. And now you, you're using them in this particular dish. Yes, as well. we make a chiffonade. We, we slice it very thinly, and mm-hmm. then we toss it with the ghee, the, which is a clarified butter, mm-hmm. and then a couple of spices, uh, onion, and a little bit of tomato, ginger, and uh, green peas. I always walk past the ghee, and I think I should get some of that. Because you know it will make my food look it taste better, and then I thought, no, I, sh- I really shouldn't. Because no, I mean, you should. Uh, you see, uh, when I was a kid, the only two type of fat available in India was a mustard oil mm-hmm. and ghee, nothing okay. else. We had never heard of what is called a refined oil till I was about in my teens. The okay. Emiratis use ghee a lot yeah. as well. They call it yeah. salmon. Okay. And um, I, I made an Emirati meal on December uh, on nas- National Day, the last National Day, and pretty much everything that was savory, fried in ghee. <laughs> And does it, I mean, does it really uh, help to enhance the flavors? It is, it is flavorful, flavorful, like it. It's interesting to see a supermarket where there's the Indians buying the olive oil and the Levants buying the ghee. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, ghee is just basically clarified butter. So if you're okay cooking with butter, you Mm. should be okay cooking with ghee as well. But what does clarified mean? Does clarified mean better or worse? I mean, is it, is it, is it going to be Ghee is always better. Ghee is always better. You take butter. Yeah. And you start melting it down on a slow fire. Okay. And then uh, try to just skim away whatever the froth is coming up, and mm-hmm. uh, do not bother about if you if some of the uh, fat, uh, milk solid non-fat is getting stick to the bottom of it. Okay. And after a while, the milk, the your butter will stop frothing. Mm-hmm. You will have a clear, uh, like transparent, uh, uh, clarified butter in it. Just. Just uh, take it from the top of it, and whatever is the leftover is there with along with mixed with the bu- clarified butter, some of the burnt or uh, say caramelized caramelized milk fat mm. that you can mix with rice or with the bread or anything, and you can have it as it. It's so tasty. And would you um, would you ever flavor the the butter as you were clarifying it? Would you? Put Your flavor gets like multi multi multiplied. 
generally you won't put anything else in it mm. but you you just take that clarified butter and pour it pretty much over anything, anything. just bread or, or rice and it it just takes on uh, and, and uh, in fact very interestingly you speak about calories but mm. some of the greatest uh, yoga practitioners uh, back in india uh, pretty much live on a diet of 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 that only uses ghee as a as a form of, of fat and it's supposed to be good for the body it's very good for body well i'm going to go on a 100% ghee diet <laughs> so let's let's see let's see what happens uh, just talking about uh Janine, obviously we, we mentioned the fact that you guys opened here in january um for it's the only it's sorry it's the second version of Janoon. It's been running in the US very successfully. Um, out of all the countries in the world, you just thought, okay, we're going to go to the UAE, we're going to open up in Dubai at uh, the Shangri-La Hotel. Um, but you did think, okay, we're going to just tweak some things. We're not, you know, we, we've obviously got this world-class offering, but we're going to just change some elements of it to fit the, you know, the, the local culture and the, the local cuisine. And one of the things was, was the logo, wasn't it? You just slightly the changed logo the logo. is called the Tree of Life. Yeah. We have taken it up uh, with the, uh, with the, with the uh, trees available here in the palm, palm mm. tree. Mm. That we t- the palm tree remains green and uh, fruitful uh, throughout the year. Yeah, we have taken it up and then we have converted into a one of our uh, uh, own style. And then uh, it's called the the, the uh, entire motif is called Tree of Life. Mm. It's a li- and uh, in when you come to the restaurant, you find uh, one center one big pillar in on around which we have kept our cutleries also. Yeah, that uh, pillar represents the trunk of the tree, mm-hmm. and then it opens up to the the entire uh, ceiling. This is inside the restaurant. Inside the restaurant, oh. and that uh, main pillar represents the trunk of the tree, and then it opens up everywhere. So, like representing the tree of life, you are coming there, and then you're being part of it. And what about the in, the, the rest of the interior? So we've got this. We've got a very pr- predominant, uh, prominent feature there of the tree. Tree of life has one one entire wall is mm. uh, is cut cut and uh, cut into a design of a tree of life. Mm-hmm. Then you have another wall which has uh, which is. Uh, 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 a piece of uh, wood which has been taken in from uh, in from India mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from a palace okay yes and uh, there you can sit and then have your uh, have a meal over there also and did you want it to reflect I mean uh, Janoon has its own uh, look but did you want it to reflect some of the elements of the of the UAE as well within the interior or is it kind of pure Janoon no it has been uh, uh, the the entire feel of uh, UAE, what we c- mm. what we could bring in into Junoon, and then it has been modi- modified there. Yeah. And the kitchen also is open, open from all sides. You can see all the chefs are cooking over oh, there. Really? Yeah, there is no wall between uh, the. I love that, Sohan. You must love that. But you, being a a, a chef yourself, uh, you know, a pro- home cook, you must love being able to see how everybody's preparing <coughs> your dishes. Yeah, it's always great when you can see the when you can see them in action and mm. everything. And uh, there's a there's a yeah there's a bit of theatre involved I guess in yeah. the pre- food preparation so yeah because it used to be that c- professional kitchens were just completely closed away and then you know they brought in the whole um, chef's table didn't they and then you know forget that just one person being able to see what the chefs are up to they just it's almost like bringing the, the entire kitchen the, yeah bringing the kitchen right into the middle I, mean, I love going to restaurants where you can see everything being pr- prepared uh, as you as pretty you're much pre- everything you'll be able to see yeah fantastic um, okay the uh, the Tali uh, lunch is taking place it's called uh, Taste of India what time uh, is the is the Tali served from we open at 12 in the afternoon okay and, uh, till 3 o'clock okay alright so and, the, and f- till 4 in the week and weekends okay and obviously uh, Iftar will be 
and iftar would be there and the, from the iftar time in the evening okay and how does it work is it obviously there's there's elements you're saying are, are served to the table for the iftar and then there's there's other other elements where you help you help yourself as well it is going to be like a family meal mm-hmm. the iftar is uh, when when you're coming for iftar it's like you share everything it's a brotherhood uh, you come together and then you break your fast together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a group so it is going to be at a table and then multiple tables in which your food will keep on coming and keep on flowing in first you have your first course which is a dates buttermilk and shawbat as mm-hmm. i said mm-hmm. and then you will have a second course in which you had have the eggplant chaat which you just had and then just talk to us about the desserts as well cuz i'm not sure if we've mentioned those yet we have desserts also mm. we have desserts coming in last as a kulfi tasting mm-hmm. and uh, mango sago okay uh, mango and what is that a sago is a tapioca pearl pudding Oh okay. Do you know what Jamal you were saying it's so uh, common how you know you think you've got you're eating something in your hometown and then you travel and you find oh they eat that as well exactly. and they they think you know I'm I think of tapioca pudding <laughs> I think of you know my my childhood and you know the sort of thing you'd be served in you know sort of an English boarding school and and now to find that it's a it's it is, a typical Indian It is served well. in a, in a, it is served in a pistachio meringue mm-hmm. dome. Yeah. Yeah in I fact uh, uh, chef mentioned kulfi and and mm-hmm. I would love our listeners uh, to know a little bit more about kulfi because it's it's a form of ice cream mm-hmm. that's not a sorbet it's not a regular ice cream but it's 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 awesome and I love it, chef It is like a, a milk which has been cooked and reduced with the flavors mm. and then it reduced to one third of its uh, quantity and then it is uh, frozen with its with its own milk fat it is very creamy Yeah, very, very addictive actually. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh g- guys, we are running out of time rapidly. Uh we do have one more clue to give, so let's do this. Right, we make it quick. Guess the ingredient. Now, this is about the nutritional profile of this particular spice. Mm. Uh it's 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 way different from from nutmeg it's it's brother. It's less in calories for one, mm-hmm. which is awesome for you, Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a lot of essential oils. It's got vitamins A and C mm-hmm. it's got carotenes it's got iron and it's got calcium so it's an amazingly amazingly nutritious spice for the body i think this should be enough for our listeners to get in the right answer yeah you've heard five clues now uh, courtesy of of jamal hassan uh our what do you describe yourself gourmand uh, gourmet gourmand <laughs> yes welcome to the final part of dubai today here on thursday i think it's the 4th of june And thanks to everyone who's uh, joined us today. Suzanne Saway, she's down at Baker and Spice checking out uh, their sort of manifesto for a more environmental way of choosing your food. Uh, you can check out the manifesto on the wall of Baker and Spice right now and uh, Suzanne's down there with the other Suzanne as well, Suzanne Husseini is normally here uh, and you can go say hello to both of them because I'm sure they're going to hang out there for a little while as well. Uh, Suzanne will be back on Sunday uh, as we move into the final 10 minutes of the program. Um we've been talking about uh, food throughout this program it's clear from our food panel that they have a passion for food and that's of course what um, junoon actually means in yes, english junoon means passion junoon means passion so it's it's been carefully chosen to represent exactly how you guys feel about the food that you put on every plate in front of the customer yeah well i uh, I, b- i sincerely believe you mm. cannot uh, succeed beyond a beyond a level if you do not not passionate about your own job mm, no. if you are very very passionate you keep on pushing yourself beyond the limit of success or beyond the limit of being perfect mm. you go one step further mm. then when you're passionate about it you have a junoon about something you go beyond what what everybody else is doing that's what the junoon is doing now and be, i can feel that passion in the room and that's why we're going to ask food fantasy what's your food fantasy okay let's start with uh, jamal hassan 
All right. So my food fantasy is not about cooking, but actually Ooh. running a cooking competition. Okay. And it's going to be between two contestants. Contestant number one is going to be Gordon Ramsay okay. from from Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> and contestant number two is going to be the Demon Chef Alvin Long. Okay. And I want to make them go at each other. So Demon versus Hell, and I'll have a co-host. The co-host is going to be Nigella Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went off point. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so the two of us, and I would love for an opportunity to turn to Chef Ramsay and go beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> and then turn to Chef Alvin and go, your time starts now. Go. <laughs> I mean that that is my ultimate food fantasy make it come alive Ray make it come alive chef <laughs> I think I think after that if they were ever to listen to this tape I don't think there's any way you could get them to be in the same room together with you there because it potentially could be a dangerous situation for them. but Nigella's going to be there yeah well okay they they maybe will turn up uh, who do you think would win out of that battle then uh, I don't care I'm just I'm just going to get them to cook so I can eat <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay so they're, they're not chefs that you want to punish you res- you ref- uh, respect their their cooking and you think they're good yeah chefs. but it'll be it'll be a fun show to yeah. have the demon chef fighting Hell's Kitchen so me what would you like to have two chefs face off and who would you pick uh, I'm I'm going to just pick the best chef who is cooking the best food which is uh, which I'm going to love because I love eating as well mm. as I love cooking myself yeah uh, but my favorite fantasy mm-hmm. would be to uh, go on a eating tour for a, with the street food wherever i wherever i can mm-hmm. be i've d- i've done it in past in in, in india i've uh, taken a week off then go and th- then start uh, scoring around the cities wherever the, in the corners i can go and find the small small uh, small eateries like they said and the hole in the wall kind of uh, shops or uh, mm. or a, or a small uh, pushcart they uh, they are uh, the many of the sh- many of the chefs over there they are able to create uh, so much magic out of almost nothing mm. there is no there's no place for you to store f- any any food ingredient there's hardly any uh, utensils but uh, what you do is amazing they the simple food what you are what you are uh, what you know uh, the food as it is a begun bhaja you can do uh, mm. a one of the one of the chefs in in small cart you'll find they do begun bhaja in such a way that it is amazing amazingly tasty yeah like uh, like a place i know in uh, in india where i was uh, where i went to have an idli idli is a steamed uh, steam pancake made made out of fermented rice mm-hmm. but uh, the idli the done by that gentleman he just has a pushcart he has just three vessels on it and then he has a pl- paper plates but he d- he does so nice fluffy idlis that you can have uh, 20 idlis in a, in one go yeah and then it is very very cheap like you can have it in um, uh, approximate at the cost of 2 dirhams you can have 20 idlis I mean, the, uh, people do that. They do this, don't, you, don't they? They they bec- they have one dish. They have, one, like you said, a small cart. Yes. Minimum utensils. They just they 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 do it every single day. They're known for that one particular dish, and people will travel from far and wide just to have that one dish yes. from them. They drive their entire junoon into one single dish. Yeah. Absolutely, they. Put, and you yeah, can you can feel passion. it. You can feel it. You can have that uh, when you when you're tasting the dish. And you must have experienced this, Sohan, when you've been travelling around. Do you like to try the street food, or you or do you go for the gourmet? Um, a kind of a combination of both. I mean, there are there are some famous restaurants in other countries that I like to that I like to give a shot. But mm. also, I like to go for authenticity and street food and everything. Um, so that kind of goes into uh, feeds into my food fantasy yeah. of kind of going around. like trying um uh, the royal feasts the the like different countries have their you know the feast that reserved for the nobility ah. and especially in china there's a particular one again you know my my proclivities for east asian culture in china there's a there's a feast called the manchu han imperial feast mm-hmm. and that's um i forget the exact number it's like a few hundred i think 100, 300 or something dishes 
over uh, over six meals over three days. Wow! So you basically spend three days. <laughs> you doing can get a coma out of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> actually this, this was actually uh, coma. this was invented in the last dynasty of China. Maybe that's why the, maybe that's why the dynasty collapsed because everyone was in a food coma. And <laughs> yeah. The peasants just came and took over. <laughs> so sorry, just let me just get that straight. Three hundred, few hundred, few hundred dishes over over six meals over three days. Six meals over after half uh, after half the meal course, I believe you'll forget what you ate over the first first dish was. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all different dishes. So it'll it'll just be like a, a sampling from all over China. Uh, it'll be sorry, it'll just be a sampling from all over China. Yeah, and um, you know you'll you'll get like <laughs> from from the north and the south different different um, culinary journey. Culinary, yeah, exactly. But have yeah. you ticked any? Okay, so you, so your fantasy is to try the feast. You're you're interested in those different feasts from different cultures. Have you tried any of the feasts in any of any country so far? Uh, n- never been able to really spare three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but surely they're uh, not all three days. But uh, but I've had I've I've like had feasts as in I've gone to mm. you know like in China I went to the Tang Dynasty f- uh, Tang Dynasty feast and mm. there was like a, a special cuisine from the Tang Dynasty. Um, uh, in yeah, in like uh, where else in Korea I went to this traditional Korean village and they had these um, you know high feast over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, th- that I like the sound of all of your food fantasies. Um, slightly scared by yours, Jamal, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, but I'm sure we'll be okay. Uh, let's reveal the guess the ingredient winner. And the, uh, the we've obviously had five wonderful clues uh, courtesy of Jamal Hassan. Jamal, what was the ingredient that you were cluing us into? I was talking about mace. Mace. And again, I was I, I was quite honest earlier. I admitted I didn't I'd never heard of it. I didn't really know what it was. Chef Samir, could you please explain for us? I was able to get it on the third clue or by the end of third clue. But uh, again, I got stumped with the second clue itself when you said red because yeah. mace uh, generally is when the way I I use it, mace is orangish or okay. yellow yellow yellowish in color. It does have a web-like texture, mm-hmm. and it is like a second cousin to uh, immediately after uh, nutmeg. It is the outer casing of nutmeg actually. And it features in which of the dishes that we tried today? We had the eggplant dish, we had the goat goat biryani. And the goat, what's the goat like out here? The goat is dynamite here. Is it? Okay, fantastic. That's a good, there you go, that's a good endorsement for uh, the goat out here. Um, (laughs) As a child, my mum would put mace in biryani, and I I would call it octopus because of the way it would, (laughs) and I was like, mom, why are you putting that? But as I grew older, I was like, Okay, you got to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody who um, guessed what the mystery ingredient was uh, on our text number 4001. Uh, we can uh, now allow the supercomputer to randomly choose from the correct answers. And the winner is... Thanks, Jamal. Jackie, uh, J-A-C-I, uh, not J-A-C-K-Y. Sorry, J-A-C-K-Y. You haven't won, but J-A-C-I has won. Uh, you win a 500 dirham voucher. Congratulations. For uh, Janoon Restaurant uh, at the Shangri-La Hotel on the Sheikh Zayed Road. Uh, if you pop down there, the kitchen's open. You might even be able to see Chef Samir down there as well. Yes, I'm the tall guy with the specs. <laughs> tall guy <laughs> with the specs and the goatee beard. Uh, congratulations to Jackie. Thank you to everybody uh, for tuning in to uh, the Thursday brunch today. Uh, it's time for us to go. Just time to say thank you to uh, blogger, food blogger Sohan D'Souza. Thank you, Sohan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Chef Samir. Uh, sir, your food was delicious and uh, the the, the winner of the voucher is a very lucky person. Thank you very much. I love being here. Good luck with the uh, iftar that's coming up. And Jamal Hassan, our co-host. Thank you very much. It was awesome. <laughs> still, still stuffing his face with food.